episode 74. The Hogwarts staff, demonstrating a continued desire to impress the visitors from Beaubetons and Durmstrang, seemed determined to show the castle at its best this Christmas. When the decorations went up, Harry noticed that they were the most stunning he had yet seen inside the school. Everlasting icicles had been attached to the banisters of the marble staircase. The usual twelve Christmas trees in the Great Hall were bedecked with everything from luminous holly berries to real hooting golden owls, and the suits of armor had all been bewitched to sing carols whenever anyone passed them. It was quite something to hear, sung by an empty helmet that only knew half the words. Several times, Filch, the caretaker, had to extract peeves from inside the armor, where he had taken to hiding, filling in the gaps in the songs with lyrics of his own invention, all of which were very rude. And still, Harry hadn't asked Cho to the ball. He and Ron were getting very nervous now, though, as Harry pointed out, Ron would look much less stupid than he would without a partner. Harry was supposed to be starting the dancing with the other champions. I suppose there's always moaning Myrtle, he said gloomily, referring to the ghost who haunted the girls' toilets on the second floor. Harry, we just got to grit our teeth and do it, said Ron on Friday morning, in a tone that suggested they were planning the storming of an impregnable fortress. When we get back to the common room tonight, we'll both have partners. Agreed? Uh... "'Okay,' said Harry. "'But every time he glimpsed Cho that day, "'during break, and then lunchtime, "'and once on the way to History of Magic, "'she was surrounded by friends. "'Didn't she ever go anywhere alone? "'Could he perhaps ambush her "'as she was going into a bathroom? "'But no, she even seemed to go there "'with an escort of four or five girls.' Yet if he didn't do it soon, she was bound to have been asked by somebody else. He found it hard to concentrate in Snape's antidote test and consequently forgot to add the key ingredient, a bezoar, meaning that he received bottom marks. He didn't care, though. He was too busy screwing up his courage for what he was about to do. When the bell rang, he grabbed his bag and hurried to the dungeon door. "'I'll meet you at dinner,' he said to Ron and Hermione, and he dashed off upstairs. He'd just have to ask Cho for a private word, that was all. He hurried off through the packed corridors looking for her, and, rather sooner than he had expected, he found her, emerging from a Defense Against the Dark Arts lesson. Uh, "'Cho, could I have a word with you?' Giggling should be made illegal, Harry thought furiously, as all the girls around Cho started doing it. <laughs> she didn't, though. She said, okay, and followed him out of earshot of her classmates. Harry turned to look at her, and his stomach gave a weird lurch, as though he had missed a step going downstairs. Uh, he said. He couldn't ask her. He couldn't, but he had to. Joe stood there looking puzzled 
watching him. The words came out before Harry quite got his tongue around them. Want to go ball with me? Sorry, said Cho. Do you, do you want to go to the ball with me? said Harry. Why did he have to go red now? Why? Oh, said Cho, and she went red too. Oh, Harry, I'm really sorry. And she looked it too. I've already said I'll go with someone else. Oh, said Harry. It was odd. A moment before, his insides had been writhing like snakes, but suddenly he didn't seem to have any insides at all. Oh, okay, he said. No problem. I'm really sorry, she said again. That's okay, said Harry. They stood there looking at each other, and then Joe said, Well, yeah, said Harry. Well, bye, said Joe, still very red. She walked away. Harry called after her before he could stop himself. Who are you going with? Oh, Cedric, she said. Cedric Diggory. Oh, right, said Harry. His insides had come back again. It felt as though they had been filled with lead in their absence. Completely forgetting about dinner, he walked slowly back up to Gryffindor Tower. Cho's voice echoing in his ears with every step he took. Cedric. Cedric Diggory. He had been starting to quite like Cedric, prepared to overlook the fact that he had once beaten him at Quidditch and was handsome and popular and nearly everyone's favorite champion. Now he suddenly realized that Cedric was, in fact, a useless pretty boy who didn't have enough brains to fill an egg cup. Fairy lights, he said dully to the fat lady. The password had been changed the previous day. Yes, indeed, dear, she trilled, straightening her new tinsel hairband as she swung forward to admit him. Entering the common room, Harry looked around, and to his surprise, he saw Ron sitting ashen-faced in a distant corner. Ginny was sitting with him, talking to him in what seemed to be a low, soothing voice. "'What's up, Ron?' said Harry, joining them. Ron looked up at Harry, a sort of blind horror in his face. "'Why did I do it?' he said wildly. "'I don't know what made me do it.' "'What?' said Harry. "'He uh, just asked Fleur de la Cour to go to the ball with him,' said Ginny. She looked as though she was fighting back a smile, but she kept patting Ron's arm sympathetically. "'You what?' said Harry. "'I don't know what made me do it,' Ron gasped again. "'What was I playing at? There were people all around. I've gone mad. Everyone watching. I was just walking past her in the entrance hall. She was standing there talking to Diggory, and it, it sort of came over me. And I asked her. "'Oh!' Ron moaned and put his face in his hands.' He kept talking, though the words were barely distinguishable. She looked at me like I was a sea slug or something. Didn't even answer. And then, I don't know, I just sort of came to my senses and ran for it. She's part Vila, said Harry. You were right. Her grandmother was one. It wasn't your fault. I, I bet you just walked past when she was turning on the old charm for Diggory and got a blast of it. But she was wasting her time. He's going with Cho Chang. Ron looked up. 
I asked her to go with me just now, Harry said dully, and she told me. Ginny had suddenly stopped smiling. Oh, this is mad, said Ron. We're the only ones left who haven't got anyone. Well, except Neville. Hey, guess who he asked? Hermione. What? said Harry, completely distracted by this startling news. Yeah, I know, said Ron, some of the color coming back into his face as he started to laugh. He told me after potions. Says she's always been really nice helping him out with work and stuff. But she told him she was already going with someone. Ha! As if. She just didn't want to go with Neville. I mean, who would? Don't, said Ginny, annoyed. Don't laugh. Don't said Ginny, annoyed. Don't laugh. Just then, Hermione climbed in through the portrait hole. Why weren't you two at dinner, she said, coming over to join them. Because, oh, shut up laughing, you two. Because they've both just been turned down by girls they asked to the ball, said Ginny. That shut Harry and Ron up. Thanks a bunch, Ginny, said Ron sourly. Are the good-looking ones taken, Ron? said Hermione loftily. Eloise Midgen's starting to look quite pretty now, is she? Well, I'm sure you'll find someone somewhere who'll have you. But Ron was staring at Hermione as though suddenly seeing her in a whole new light. Hermione, Neville's right. You are a girl. Oh, well spotted, she said acidly. Well, you can come with one of us. No, I can't snapped Hermione. Oh, come on, he said impatiently. We need partners. We're going to look really stupid if we haven't got any. Everyone else says, I can't come with you, said Hermione, now blushing, because I'm already going with someone. No, you're not, said Ron. You just said that to get rid of Neville. Oh, did I, said Hermione, and her eyes flashed dangerously. Just because it's taken you three years to notice, Ron, doesn't mean no one else has spotted I'm a girl. 